Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Retroist. My friends and I used to play lots of strange games when we were young. A lot of those, I guess, would be described as free play, in which we just kind of used our imagination to play soldiers or aliens and all sorts of crazy stuff in the lawns, vacant lots, yards, and meadows around our houses. One of the stranger games that we played was sort of this horror-based version of tag where you sort of tried to outdo each other based on what you turned into. We would turn into vampires or Frankenstein monsters, and based on what you called, that's kind of how the person had to react to it. It was a strange game, but I remember it being a lot of fun, although usually it would degenerate into a lot of screaming and yelling as one person claimed that one type of monster was stronger than another type of monster. Those type of arguments could lead to really big problems and it's funny to think when you're an adult just what was so important because I had two friends and they got into an argument about who would win in a fight a Frankenstein monster or a vampire this seems like something you could debate and discuss but when you're a little kid logic has almost nothing to do with it and this turned into almost a year of them not talking to one another and us not playing together as a group you would either get called in the morning to play with one friend or another it's silly to think about but you can see a lot of that sort of behavior even now on the internet when people tend to bring up what captain of the enterprise is better or which star wars movie is the best It'll really aggravate people, and some people enjoy getting that aggravation. And I kind of think that my one friend who claimed that the Frankenstein monster would win was sort of just doing it because the other friend was really into vampires. So in a way, it kind of was like an earlier troll, but the trolling got way out of hand and really put a damper on all our friendships for so long that we never played that particular game again which is a shame because I liked it. It would have been really good to play when Manimal came out where we could have modified it to just have what animal is stronger. Could a bear beat a lion? Can a rhino beat an elephant? And it would have been really funny to see my friends try to anthropomorphize into those creatures. Sadly, it never happened. For those of you following along at home, a vampire would beat a Frankenstein monster eventually. And... The answer to the other two questions is Picard and Empire Strikes Back. On today's show, we're going to talk about Manimal, a game I really would have enjoyed playing with my friends, if only they could have gotten over their petty squabbling. We're going to talk a little bit about the cast, we'll talk about the plot of the show itself, we'll talk about its reception, and where you can get Manimal today. We have an info-packed episode ahead of us, so without further ado, let's start the show.
Manimal was a very short-lived action-adventure series that ran from September 30th, 1983 to December 17th, 1983. I don't know what you were doing during that period, but I was on the couch watching Manimal and was very upset when they canceled it. The show centers around the character Dr. Jonathan Chase, who was played by Simon McCorkendale, who was a shapeshifter who possessed the ability to become any animals he chose, although it was usually limited to what they had filmed at the time, although over time I imagine if the show had developed they would have had more transformations in the can, and we could have seen more animal transformations, and he would use this ability to help solve crimes. The show was co-created and produced by Glenn Albert Larson, if you're a fan of television, the man needs no introductions. Television producer and writer, best known as the creator of Battlestar Galactica, Magnum P.I., Knight Rider, and The Fall Guy. If you happen to miss Manimal, this is how it started off every week. Dr. Jonathan Chase. Wealthy, young, handsome. A man with the brightest of futures. A man with the darkest of pasts. From Africa's deepest recesses to the rarefied peaks of Tibet, heir to his father's legacy and the world's darkest mysteries. My son, you must have faith and learn. This is not the end. This is the beginning. Jonathan Chase. Master of the secrets that divide man from animal. Animal from man. Manimal. And that was recited by the actor William Conrad. We'll talk a little bit about Conrad in a couple of minutes. The show premiered on September 30th, 1983, and as I mentioned, centered around Dr. Jonathan Chase, who could turn himself into any animal. Only two people were aware of Jonathan's secret, his friend Ty Earle and a police detective, Brooke McKenzie. Ty and Jonathan would assist Brooke with any case she was working on, and when it became useful, and it became useful in a lot of episodes, Jonathan would transform himself into an animal to get out of a bind. Stuck underwater? Shark chasing you? Become a dolphin. Friend is in need and needs a rope? Why not turn into a snake? As I mentioned, you didn't get to see the transformation into a lot of different animals because they didn't do the effects for all of them. But in almost every episode, he would transform into either a hawk or a black panther. And then on other episodes, they would just sort of add another animal with those transformations taking place off screen. Those transformation sequences were designed and created by Stan Winston, Academy Award winning special effects artist. It's funny, if you watch these things, he's a very well-dressed man, often wearing three-piece suits, ties, the whole deal. And while changing, he would tear his clothes off as he shape-shifted into whatever animal he was going to become. Then he would transform, and there would be no sign of the clothing he had just ripped off. Then later, after his animal self was done, he would transform back into a human, and he would have his clothes all there and he'd be laying there unconscious on the floor in his clothes that he had been wearing as if they magically reappeared. I guess maybe that's part of the special training that he received, not only the ability to turn into animals, but also to clothe himself by mental power alone. Today's show is brought to you by Men's Clothing. 
If you're like Manimal, you might not need men's clothing, but most of us aren't like Manimal, so we need men's clothing. So buy men's clothing. You're treated like a prince, you'll look like a duke, you'll have that royal feeling. You can rest assured, you're dressed assured, your clothes are fit for a king. Love those men's clothing stores. So a little bit about the cast of Manimal. You had Simon McCorkendale playing Dr. Jonathan Chase. Sadly, McCorkendale passed away in 2010. British actor, director, producer, writer. Probably best known for his role in I, Claudius before he got the role of Simon Doyle in the film Death on the Nile. After that, he moved away from Britain to the United States where he would work on Quartermass, The Riddle of the Sands, Jaws 3D, and of course, Manimal. After Manimal, he would become a regular on the show Falcon Crest, playing Greg Reardon. Post-Falcon Crest, he would direct and produce stage, TV, and film productions until passing away just at the end of 2010. Melody Anderson played Brooke McKenzie. She was born in Canada, but probably is best known as Dale Arden in the 1980 adaptation of Flash Gordon. Go, Flash, go! Go, Flash, go! Michael D. Roberts played Tyrone Ty C. Earl. Now, he played him during the regular series. During the pilot episode and only the pilot episode, Tyrone was played by Glenn Turman. Just wanted to talk about Glenn Turman because I read an interview about him where he had actually gone to an audition to be Han Solo in Star Wars. Now, you might remember him probably from the TV show A Different World or maybe Cooley High, but the man was almost Han Solo, but George Lucas thought it might be a bit too controversial to cast him in that role. Now, I think Harrison Ford was a great Han Solo, but it would have been really interesting if Glenn Turman had landed the role. The person who would play Tyrone for the rest of the series was Michael D. Roberts, who before that was probably best known as Rooster in the 1970s television series Beretta. He continued to work in movies and TV roles, appearing on TV shows like Seinfeld, MacGyver, and Friends. He also has a role in the very underrated Ice Pirates, where he plays Roscoe. Very worth seeing. Rennie Santoni plays Lieutenant Nick Rivera. Santoni had a great recurring role as the unhygienic Poppy in the TV series Seinfeld, and was also in the original Dirty Harry movie, where he played Callahan's partner, prolific actor. And rounding out the cast, William Conrad was the narrator, radio writer, actor, created the role of Marshal Matt Dillon in the radio series Gunsmoke, and would narrate the television adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle and The Fugitive. As you heard from the intro, a very good voice. After these messages, we will return. Shaping up your video is as easy as this with the HR7100 video recorder from JVC. With color-coded feather touch controls, fast shovel search, a 10-day timer, and full-function remote control, JVC's HR7100 is simply great video. And its very affordable price makes it great video value, too. The HR7100, simplicity in motion from JVC. Available at Six Points TV and Video, Video Express, and Video Trend. This is my niece, Yamaha Porter Sam. I can take one of these play cards, 
slide it in, and my Yamaha Porta Sound plays the tune all by itself. Or I can play the tune by following the flashing lights. And that's not all. If I don't want to use play cards, I can still play all by myself. I have a lot of fun with my Yamaha Porta Sound, and so does my grandpa. There are many different Porta Sound models. Visit your Yamaha Porta Sound dealer for a fun demonstration. This is Eileen Graff. You know, I played the mom on Mr. Belvedere. Yeah, well, you are listening to The Retroist. And now, back to the show. Now, I'm not saying Manimal was a great show. It was very interesting, though. But it happened to be on NBC up against CBS's popular soap opera, Dallas. And at the time, not much could stand up to Dallas. That 83 fall lineup where it premiered was known for slashing shows before they made it to the end of the first season. Also canceled that year were Jennifer Slept Here, We Got It Made, and Bay City Blues. I liked Jennifer Slept Here and We Got It Made. Whatever. Manimal would also be canceled after a mere eight episodes. Maybe that might not have happened nowadays because internationally it did pretty well in areas it was broadcast. It just couldn't catch on here in the U.S. Does this sound familiar? That is the theme to Manimal. The pilot and theme were written by Paul Chihara, and his movie credits include Crossing Delancey, China Beach, and Simon and Simon. Now, he would do the pilot and theme. The rest of the music during the show was done by Alan Silvestri, who was a collaborator with director Robert Zemeckis and has scored the films for Romancing the Stone, Back to the Future, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and so on and so on. He would also do the music for some television shows like T.J. Hooker, Starsky and Hutch, and Chips. Manimal has a sort of cult following, even though it wasn't very well received. And in 2002, I think it was done the disservice by TV Guide, which ranked it number 15 on its list of worst television shows ever. Lenny Larson obviously still had a soft spot for his creation because he briefly resurrected Jonathan Chase for a crossover in his 1990 series, Nightman. In an episode, Manimal's traditional special effects transformation was changed to CGI. Pretty interesting, and shows maybe what Manimal would have been like had it been done years later. And you can imagine, with all the computer technology, what Manimal would look like if done now. After these messages, we will return. Can anything stop the animal? 
the animal. It's a big, powerful 4x4. Four four. But when the going gets tough, it bears its claws to climb over anything that gets in its way. The animal, the animal, can anything stop? The animal, the animal. The animal, clawing its way to the top. The animal, each sold separately, batteries not included. New from Galoob. When Gemini 4 first launched men into space, Tang Instant Breakfast Drink went with them. Since then, people everywhere Morning. have launched the day with Tang. Because nothing fuels up your family like a nutritious breakfast in Tang. Tang has a fresh orange taste, a full day's supply of vitamin C in every glass. And it costs about one-third less than orange juice. From Gemini to the shuttle to Earth families. Great mornings have taken off with Tang. Launch your day with the goodness of Tang. And now, back to the show. If you want to see Manimal, it's not so easy. You can find copies of it online, and you can find copies from people who are selling taped versions that were done at the time, but it is not on DVD. I have not seen any plans to release it on DVD, which is a real shame, because... While the show was flawed, it had a very interesting concept. And when I watched it, the whole idea of a person who had mastered the mystical arts to fight crime reminded me a lot of The Shadow. And I thought that the show could kind of carry on that tradition. But with these really interesting effects and transformations, and yes, those sometimes led to very humorous moments, but those humorous moments were part of the charm of the show. With the constant resurrecting and reinvention of TV shows and movies. Could Manimal be far away? Probably. But as a fan of classic television, and specifically a fan of Manimal, I'll keep my fingers crossed, and I hope you will too. What do we mean by metamorphosis? Metamorphosis, metamorphosis, a certain kind of change. Thanks for listening to the show. For more retro fun, drop by the website at www.retroist.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at facebook.com slash retroist and twitter.com slash retroist. The music you hear on the show was by Peachy. If you have some musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great weekend. Metamorphosis, a certain kind of change is what it is. When it's a metamorphosis, we have an egg, an egg that changes into an embryo. That also changes into a tadpole. That also changes, and it's a frog, a frog at last. We mean by metamorphosis, 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 a certain kind of change is what it is when it's a metamorphosis.
The retroist, wealthy, young, handsome, a man with the brightest of futures, a man with the darkest of pasts. This has been a retroist production. Goodbye.